see some of you were already chuckling, weren't you? <laughs> Did you think it was going to say go? <laughs> Ready, set, stop. And this is a brand new sermon series that we're starting today as we start um, uh, the month of June. This is what we'll be covering for the next four weeks. And uh, if you're a guest this morning, I just want to warmly welcome you, whether you're in person or online. My name's Tim. I get to be the lead pastor here. And right after the service through these doors, uh, we have a fellowship hall with some coffee. And I'd love to just be able to connect with you and thank you for being here today. Uh, I see some faces that I haven't seen in 15 months. And so I want to say to you, welcome home, okay? So good to have you guys back. You notice all the chairs are back in here. Did anyone actually find their chair back? Or, go ahead, who are you? Is anybody actually sitting, or did you actually, through the last 15 months, you just decided to move to a different section? No? Who's one? I used to have where everyone sat. I used to be member. I could used to draw a seating chart uh, pre all this stuff, and now it's just who knows where anybody sits. But I can still see you. Sometimes people don't realize how much I can see them in the seats, okay? Uh, this is because I started off being a youth director, and so with youth ministry, you have to constantly look at people's faces. And so I can see you, which is, I'm actually happy that I can see you. And I love the fact that we're here. All of you that are online, we're so glad that we're continuing to connect with you as well. In fact, this TV is all for you. It's so that they only have to have one shot for all the online people. But honestly, if there's anything that we can do for you, please don't hesitate to reach out and to let us know. Um, I'm just a guy in my 40s trying to survive. Just, and even when the graphic team sent me this as our graphic, I, it caused anxiety. Because these are not sermon series that are easy to preach because they're very convicting for me. Uh, I was a very hyper child. I was a neurotic teenager and young adult. And even to this day, I have a very hard time stopping. Uh, it, it's just part of who I am. It's part of the way that I'm wired. And even this week, it's been a crazy week. Uh, I told you guys a few weeks ago, both my boys are in baseball. In the last month and a half, we've had games pretty much every single night. And the nights that we don't have baseball, we have practices. And we've been going nonstop. In fact, this week, one of my friends, uh, one of my childhood friends came into town because he lost his brother-in-law at a young age, 54 years old, uh, pancreatic cancer. And, you know, yesterday, uh, my kids had friends over their house, and their parents came to pick them up. And, of course, you know how that is, where you want them to stick around and talk. So we were up late last night. Then Henry woke up six times last night. So just, I'm just going to be completely vulnerable, okay? I'm a hot mess up here. <laughs> I really, I'm like half here right now, and it's fitting how this always happens, right, when you're starting a new sermon series. You can ask Galen and, and Kelly, they were here at the 9 o'clock service. I, there was a lot of fumbles, and they were all my fault this morning. So we're really working hard to get this 1045 service perfect <laughs> for you and for you that are watching online. But what a great way to be reminded of, of the love and the grace and the mercy that our God gives us. Amen. That you and I are human beings. No amens on that. Albrecht, where were you? <laughs> we are not machines. Did you know that? You are not a machine. You are a living, breathing human being. You have flesh. You have blood running through your veins. And not only do you have this physical body and you have a mind that can think, you have a soul living inside of you. In fact, in the very first book of the Bible, God tells us this. 
God formed man out of dirt from the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life, God's very breath. The man became alive, a living soul. You have an eternal soul. You have a soul that is inside of you. This is the only thing that will live for forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Can I ask you this morning, with all the time and energy and things that we have vying for our attention, how is your soul? How much time are you spending caring for your soul, guarding your soul, investing in your soul? Even with all of the changes and the shifts that we've had to make, if you were to be honest this morning, how's your relationship with God? Do you pray to Him? Do you read God's Word? Do you listen to Christian music? Do you pray with your spouse? Do you pray with your kids? Do you read them God's Word? Is an active devotional life part of your family's plan? And are you continuing to point everybody to Jesus? And again, I am not an expert in this, and I fail all the time. And I know that this sermon series is going to be great for all of us. I know that my family and my marriage is going to benefit as we go through this. So today, as you, as you think about this first sermon, it's really just to get us to admit where we're at. It's to get us to be honest about our condition. And in the next three weeks, we're really going to be looking at practical ways to really set ourselves up to have the best summer we've ever had investing in our souls. It's interesting because Jesus actually had a lot to say about our souls. In one incident, he said this, For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? What is a man going to give in return for his soul? Your soul is the most precious thing that you have. Your soul, the soul that God created for you, the soul that God redeemed through his son, Jesus Christ, that brought you to faith. Your soul. He also said this, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. That is not easy to do. In fact, none of us will ever be able to do that this side of heaven. But thanks be to God, he has so much grace and his mercy and he's patient with us and he continues to take us by the hand and lead us into the future that he has for us. So maybe this will help this morning. Maybe if I ask you this, in light of starting a new month, heading into a new season, and getting ready to enter into the summer, as we begin the summer, which of the following best describes your attitude? Your attitude. I am looking forward to my summer plans. Okay. I feel a knot in my stomach when I think about my busy summer schedule. There are some yeses. Are, are those travel sports parents out there? Are those those yeses? Those people got busy work schedules. How about I'm worried I don't have enough to do this summer? <laughs> but I want you to think about it in light of this. There are people that are worried, right? It's a different form of stress because maybe their family has kind of been divided. Maybe they're caring for a loved one at home. And so they don't have anything on their calendar because of other factors. 
And so there's a stress that's brought into their life that they're missing out, that they're not living the full life that they really should be living. Which one of these three would best describe you right now on this first Sunday of June? Do you know what it is? So let me ask you to do something even more vulnerable this morning. Go ahead and turn to the person next to you and tell them whether you're one, two, or three. Go ahead and tell them. Right now, so if you're, if you're sitting next to your spouse, okay, or your significant other, and they said something different than you, go ahead and raise your hand, right? Look at that. This happened at the 9 o'clock service, too. People even on different playing fields when it comes to, to in their homes. So how do we all get on the same page? How do we all take time to rest our souls? You see, soul fatigue, it's a real thing. And many of us struggle with this. And there's a variety of different reasons that we have fatigue. It could be grief. We're grieving the loss of a loved one. It could be an illness, and it could be your illness or a family member that you're close to. Again, loneliness. And not, sharing what the, not sure what the summer holds for you. Maybe there's some financial hardships. Issues with family or friends. Work, because maybe you own a business and you can't get workers. And I've heard this from several uh, business owners at Shepherd's Gate and how much their work has just consumed them. How about caregivers? Kind of the lost, oftentimes forgotten people that are just putting everything that they can into their loved ones or their family members or their friends. How about schedules? I mean, I'll admit that. Our schedule's been nuts. I am so happy baseball ends next week. Oh, pray I'm going to be doing happy dances. I mean, I've loved every moment of it, but I'm also loving that it's coming to an end and we're going to get our lives back. How about this one, vacations? You know, vacations aren't always uh, an opportunity to rest your soul for some people. How many times do you hear people when you come back from a vacation and you say, how was your vacation? And they say, I need a vacation from my... Well, wow. How often do we hear that? How about this? I'm not going to even say it, but I'll just point to it. <laughs> Fill in the blank. Be honest. Remember, that's what this is all about this morning, just getting it out on the table, talking about it. And what I love is that our Savior, Jesus Christ, and if you don't know him and you don't have a relationship, listen, he is a personal God. And he has gone through everything that we go through here on this earth. In fact, there was a time when he was with his disciples and he instituted Holy Communion and he took them to a garden and he asked them a very simple task. Would you just stay awake for a little bit? I know you don't completely understand what's going to happen tonight and the next day, even though I've told you over and over and over again, but can you just stay awake and pray? And he said these words to them. He said, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. And he knows the weight of, of, of carrying burdens in our soul. I love that, that our God knows what it feels like to be burdened by life. 
See, this is what society will tell you. This is what everyone says to do, right? When you're stressed out, you just need to work harder. That's the answer. You gotta get ahead of everybody else at the company. You gotta get ahead of everybody else in life. So you should just work harder and then you can retire. And then when you retire, life is beautiful, isn't it? All the retirees out there, life's grand, isn't it? Yeah. How about this one? Work longer. You can't let your neighbor have a better garden than you. Come on. His lines are way straighter than your lines. You gotta get back out there and mow your grass again. Or how about this? Fix yourself. Do it all on your own. Go buy another self-help book and try to figure out how to actually live your best life. And the truth is, the only one that has the answers to life's problems, the only one that can actually rest your soul is God alone. And so, yes. And so instead of, instead of what society tells us, why don't we look to what God tells us? And I am so excited to be able to say this today. You have no idea. After 14 months or however long it's been, this is what I want you to do. I want you to grab the Bible that's in front of you. Those of you in the front row, they're underneath. Yes. I have long... Oh, they're not here. You can have mine. But wait. Just so you know, I have always kept this here as a symbolic gesture of God's word because we believe so strongly in God's word here. Here, come here, get it, Evan. Anybody else need a Bible? And if you don't have a Bible and the Bible that you're holding, or if you have a Bible and it's hard to understand or it's just old, please take the one you're holding home with you today. We love to give Bibles away here as a church. It's our gift to you, so make sure that you do that. But Chair Bibles, page 816, we are going to go through three simple verses. Some of you might be familiar with this verse. Some of you, this may be the first time that you hear this. Watch what it is that God says to you about your soul. It says in Matthew chapter 11, beginning in verse 28, Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now there's times that people have approached me and said, we love your energy, we love the way that you preach, but you talk really fast. They do this in love. Is there any way you can slow it down? So what I'm going to do for the next few moments is slow it down. We are going to go over these three verses very slowly but intentionally. Okay? Let's go back to the beginning. Jesus said. Do we believe him? Do we believe that God's word is for us today? That this isn't just something written a long time ago for a different group of people. That when we read God's word and it says Jesus said that those words are for us today as much as they were for those people that first heard them out of Jesus' lips. Jesus said, ready for this? Get ready. Look at what he says. Come to me. Come to me. I created you. You're my child. 
I love you. I want to have fellowship with you. I want to have relationship with you. I want to hear about your problems. I want to hear about your burdens. I actually want to take them from you. Come to me. I'm the one that died on the cross for you. I came out of that empty tomb for you. I am madly in love with you. I'm so excited about the breath that you have in your lungs because I'm the one that gave it to you. Come to me. But why do we always go to everyone else when we have a problem or a situation in our lives? So often, what do we do? We complain and we bellyache and we start with the people in our homes. Or maybe we get a diagnosis or something we don't like and so we go online and then we look up WebMD and we all become doctors. <laughs> right? Or we get lonely and we think social media is going to solve my loneliness. I'll just go look and see what everybody else is doing in the world. Here Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. I love you. I have an incredible plan for you. He says, all you who are weary and burdened. You know what that means? That means we have to confess that we need God. It's admitting that we can't handle life on our own. That sometimes circumstances pop up, that things come into our lives from different angles and we might have to change things around. And sometimes, yes, life even gets too overwhelming to bear. Sometimes we experience illnesses and grief and hardships and work transitions and family dysfunctions that overwhelm not just our minds, it overwhelms our souls. And you know what's so incredible is we can confess to God, yes, we're weary. God, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted this morning. I'll just say it again. I'm taking a nap after this service, just so you know, okay? Weary and burdened. God, it's me. Even if there's nobody else in the room, I admit it. I'm confessing. I am weary and burdened. And then this is the promise. This is crazy. You ready for this? I will give you rest. And so if you believe that Jesus says it, if you believe that this is for us in our day and age, then we can also believe that he will give us his promise. He will give us rest. Doesn't that sound nice? I bet some of you, you probably have projects that you were planning to do later today, weren't you? Some of you, your spouse has a project that they want you to do later today. And God is speaking to you through his word, right? Through me, his word to you. And the best thing that you may need today is to not finish that project. And you can blame me and more importantly, you can blame God because this is his word. Honestly, what is it going to take to get us to slow down, to pause, to focus on our souls and allow God to replenish our souls? Isn't it interesting that he says, take my yoke upon you, learn from me. And I underline that because we're going to be talking more about that in two weeks. For I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Now, I know this is kind of interesting because it talks about taking a yoke upon you. And what he's doing here is he's really flipping the script. There are some religious leaders during Jesus' time that got it all wrong. And everything was based on this legalistic system of trying to earn God's favor 
and do everything that you could do to not sin, to be perfect. And if you were perfect, then, you were, then, then God would give you his blessings. But if you weren't perfect, then God would basically damn you and you would be experiencing all these earthly struggles. And so he's doing this on purpose by saying, if you take my advice, if you listen to me, if you accept me as the savior of the world, my yoke is gentle and humble in heart. I don't have a list of over 500 rules that you have to follow. In fact, the things that my father gave them to do, they got way off track from what they were supposed to do with it. I am your God. I'm going to go to the cross for you. I'm going to put the sins of the world, including your personal sins, on my shoulders. My soul is going to experience anguish on that cross, not just in the garden, but on the cross. I'm the one that's going to take the last breath and decide when it is finished. And I'm going to do it because I love you, because I want to be in relationship with you, because I want to spend all eternity with you. You will find rest. Do you notice that? It doesn't say you may find rest. It doesn't say if God's in a good mood, if you didn't sin, if you did everything according to the plan. It says, no, you come to him, you humble yourself before him, you will find rest for your souls. This goes so far past our physical bodies. It goes so far past the things that, that, that we see in this world. It's what's taking place deep down in our hearts and our lives. Maybe this is another way to get it as well. I know that as we've shifted seasons here in Michigan, and I know people from other parts of the country don't always understand Michiganders, do they? Right? They just don't understand. We, we put up with the winter because we have the best summers. I'm completely convinced. We are coming into the best season of Michigan. When we get to be outside, we get to have sun until 10 o'clock at night. I mean, these are some of the best few months that we are getting ready to head into. And people oftentimes, what they'll do is, as this season turns, they'll talk about their happy place. Does anybody have a happy place? And then they'll post pictures. I'm in my happy place. I'm on my bike. Or I'm on my boat or I'm at my cottage, or I'm out in the woods. I want you to think about your happy place. What is that for you? What is it that place that, that you go to and, and the stresses of life begin to fall off of you? Now, many of you know this. My family, we love camping. We bought a camper three years ago. It's crazy that we're going into our fourth season with this camper. We love being part of the Shepherd's Gate camping group. It is a place of rest for us. At least it's supposed to be. But it gets overwhelming. And I told you, I have issues. <laughs> and so often when we go camping, I actually take my weed whacker and my blower and my rake and my bush trimmers with me because when we get to the campsite, I have to do all of the landscaping and make it all pretty and rake the dirt so everything's really nice before I can actually sit down and rest. It's a sickness, I know. I know, everyone always touches Lisa and says, we'll pray for you, yes. <laughs> and then I'll sit down, and five minutes later, I'll find something else that I need to tweak, something else that I need to touch. I'm telling you, this is very convicting for me. I have to do a better job of learning to stop, to spend time with people, to listen to people, to invest in my family, to invest in my kids, to invest in my marriage. 
And so this is what I was thinking of this week. Does your happy place include time to rest your soul? Does it include time to, to pray to God or to meditate on his word, which is literally what we're doing right now. We're meditating on God's word. We're going sentence by sentence, word by word, phrase by phrase, over and over again. That's what I'm asking you. Just meditating on his word day and night, letting him energize our souls. Here's what the Bible actually teaches us, is that time with God does equal rest. But you being here this morning and putting your kids in our kids program, that's rest. (laughs) You're resting this morning. You're resting by singing. You're resting by praying. You're resting by allowing someone to preach God's word to you. You're resting by being in a community with others who follow Jesus, by getting together and letting others invest in your lives and carry carry your burdens with you, which is what God tells us to do. All of these things equal rest. And again, when summer comes, sometimes that's when people think, oh, this is the time I don't have to go to church anymore. Or this is the time I don't have to live stream or watch on demand anymore. I'm just going to take a break from God. And can I just encourage you, don't do that. Don't starve yourself. Don't starve your spirit from what God wants to do in and through you. And I know, and I want you to know this morning what this church is all about. We're not just putting this on you and, and, and saying, oh, we'll go figure it out and leave here today. This church actually wants to help you and your family this summer. And so our team has been working behind the scenes the last several weeks, and I love what the team has come up with for the summer for our church, for June, July, and August. You saw we have the outdoor services there once a month. We have four outdoor services. They're going to be absolutely incredible. Hope you, you can come to those. But what we've also done is we've made a strategic switch with our SG Kids program on Sunday morning. Now, many of you, you have your kids in that program. It's every Sunday at 1045. But they're actually going to be offering online SG Kids starting in July. So those of you that are still watching online or you go on vacation or you go up to your cottage or wherever it is, you can watch the kids program as well. But here's the big shift that we've made. That whatever we're talking about here on Sunday morning, whatever the text is, whatever the topic is, is the same exact thing that the kids are learning in our kids program. So parents, your kids right now are asking, are being asked, what is it that makes them tired? And are you stopping? Are you resting? They're reading the same exact passage of scripture from Matthew. And what we are so encouraged by in doing this is that when you leave here, that you can have conversations with them, that you can talk about the same thing that you're learning in here as they're learning in our kids' program. And many of you, you know, we've done this in the past where we've created reading plans. And so for this whole series and all of the summer and all of our summer series, you can go on our website or the app and you can read the passage of scripture we're going to cover before you ever get here on Sunday morning. And what that's going to do is give you an opportunity to read God's word, to allow God's word to speak to your life. And then you can show up on Sunday and say, hey, I wonder what God's going to say through one of our pastors or one of our guest speakers. I know for me, last week, I was able to go camping with my family. We were able to go to Pontiac Lake State Park, 45 minutes away. Great. And we were out with our friends, and we were having a great time. But when service came, my wife went and got her laptop, her little 13-inch screen, and we set it on the table. And those of us that were there gathered around that, and we watched service last week. We watched Pastor Chris Bodley preach a powerful 
message. Man, that guy can preach, can he? Holy smokes. And here we are in our camping gear, and we're all full of dirt, right? Because those of you that don't camp think camping people are just dirty, so we'll just pretend that we're all dirty. And we're watching the service, and everyone that was watching the service said, I'm so glad that we watched this service. I'm so glad that we watched the live stream. And then it spurred on the conversation afterwards about what it was that God spoke in and through us. We had our souls fed in Pontiac Lake State Park. Think of that. That's how amazing our God is. And so what we want to do is we want to help you do that. And so we're going to have these reading plans. We're going to have these dig deeper questions, which if you remember back to the series that we did on Daniel, we did the same thing. And so these questions are always going to be loaded for you to do with yourself. You can do it in your own personal devotional life. Or you can do it with a friend. Or you can do it with your spouse. Or you can do it with your family. And I'll be honest, since the Daniel series, my family has struggled to get back on track, to be able to come together and to share those questions. And my wife will gently and lovingly remind me, hey, we didn't do a devotional again this week. Man, what's going on? I know baseball, I know this, I know that. We gotta get back on track. And I'm like, man, wait, June, the church is gonna hook us up. June, (laughs) we're gonna have everything on the app. And it's going to make it so easy for us to be able to do this. And here's the last thing that I'm really super excited about. This is the thing that we've never done before that we just added this sermon series. They're called Drive Home Questions. Isn't that awesome? And all of you, most of you have smartphones. Most of you can do this and you can get to it in two clicks. There's three questions on that tab. And so this is what we're asking you to do. Those of you that drive with someone to church, that you pull up that app or you give it to your kids and you read these questions on your ride home and you discuss what our entire church has been discussing for the day. Isn't that cool? We are giving you all of the resources. We're going to do it all for you. We're going to make it as easy as possible for you to stay engaged in the word of God, to feed your soul, and not only to feed your soul, but to feed your kid's soul. Can someone get excited about that, right? Let's do this together. And those of you that are online, it's right on our website. It'll be there every single week. Because this is what it says. This is how our text ends. What did Jesus say? My way of doing things is easy, and my burden is light. That's what we want to do for you, church. That's what we want to do as we kick off this series, as we realize that that all of us can, can do a better job of guarding our souls monitoring our souls, protecting our souls, investing in our souls. So let's come and find rest for our souls together. What do you say? All right, let's, will you bow your heads and close your eyes with me this morning? Heavenly Father, thank you that even in three verses in Matthew, your words to us, that we can be reminded on this first Sunday of June as we launch into the summer, that you love us so much that you are slow to anger, you are abounding in love. God, you are full of so much grace and mercy that even though we screw up, even though we don't spend the time with you that, that we should, that God, when we come to you with our burdens and our problems and our illnesses and our situations, God, that you and your grace, you wrap your arms around us once again, you squeeze us tight, you hold us tight, and you remind us just how valuable we are to you. So I pray today as 
we launch this into our church. I pray for our kids leaders and all of them that are going to be doing this with our worship teams, all the planning that goes on behind the scenes, that God, this summer will be the best summer yet for adults and kids here at Shepherd's Gate. May we continue to stay connected to you. God, we love you. We thank you for everything that you have done for us through your son, Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. It's, his, it's in his holy and precious name that we pray. Amen.